time for the Gore and More Podcast. <laughs> gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, oh, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear, we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling all right. And what is Yummy. up, everybody? Welcome to the Gormore Podcast. I am the not-so-mean Fluffmasters Green, Big Johnny D, bringing it in as always. But of course, I do not bring it alone. No, 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 no. My bodacious brothers of badassery is with me. On top of that, we have the boss man himself joining us today. So... Let me start it off first and foremost, and I'm going to go clockwise on this bitch. We have Bossman himself, TJ Bowser. Howdy doody. We have Bobby Monet, the killing machine. Uh, what's up? Wow. Thank you for I that intro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we have El Scuba Cabra himself, Mr. Steve Vasquez. What's up, baby? And the Chad Daddy Handsome Man himself, mm. that Dark Lord of Knowledge, Mr. Chad Christmas. What is up, bitches? Yeah, <laughs> thank you for joining us today on November 8, 2021. We are here to talk about a doozy. But first and foremost, <laughs> we're going to go through and we're going to try to make a nice short sweep this week. We're going to do a little TJ. Want to give it to me, buddy? Seeing you're here. Okay, so I did some podcast stuff. Podcast no, 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 no. What? You have oh. to do the line. Oh, yeah. I can't do, do it. The line. You, I need I'll it. Do the line. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Now continue. <laughs> okay, I did podcast here, podcast there, podcast everywhere. Uh, Lights, camera, exploitation is going to be dropping here soon. Uh, an episode on Argento's Tenebre. Uh, if you guys are interested, the episode on the masturbating gunman is available now on all audio platforms. Uh, we might have lost subscribers because of that episode, but I won't, <laughs> I won't talk about it. <laughs> you might gain some, though. You never know. It could yeah. be a win-win. Or could, yeah, you know. fuck it, eh? Uh, hey, it was a gamble, and I was willing to take it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, got some movies in today from Imprint Films. I got uh, the straight story from David Lynch, and then I also got, uh, fuck, Fire in the Sky. And I've talked to yeah, Steven man. about that film and Brody before. I've actually talked to Steven about that film on his show. Yes. Uh, when we did a special on Aliens, part two coming soon. And yeah, that movie's fucking terrifying to me. That and Signs, which we actually just got time talking about prior to this show. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, just a lot of uh, watching film. Watch Where the fuck did Bobby go? I don't know. I switched switch connections. Sorry. Well, watching lots of film, buying lots of film, doing lots of stuff with podcasts, and just kind of uh, keeping things moving. What about you, Bobby Amone? Oh, what did I do? That's right. Uh, this past Saturday, I had a... A shoot up in Phillipsburg, uh, New Jersey that I was, uh, Michael Myers that I did. Uh, some of the shoot, uh, some of the shots, uh, came back to me literally that night. So some of them have been shared as I know. Some boys here have seen, you boys have yes, seen. Yes, yes. So, uh, many, many, many more to come for that. And then, um, been working on some, that cosplay as well that's still not done. It was just made for that shoot. We talked about a new one today. Yes, we did. Uh, another new cosplay that, TJ actually turned me on to is, uh, and I believe I'm saying this right, Lobo from the Fuck DCU. Yeah. So, yeah. What version? What version? Well, the version I could pull off. 
with a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> OG. Right. With the cigar, with the best. OG version. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, we're going to go OG yeah. as much as we humanly like the possibly new version, can. Dude, the, new sli- the new slim pants version, I'm just not into well, it. No. <laughs> I'm not, not going to be slim pants. I know. sent Bobby all the old pictures you of sent Lobo. The old one. I just found the human version where it's like, this is what I need, but still mm-hmm. needs to be I want to see that. I want to see that wig, dude. That's, That's what, what I'm thinking. thinking. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You need to straight up look for like a Baraka wig, but like, or not, I'm sorry, Blanca. You need a Blanca wig. You say Blanca. Blanca. Yeah, I, I know. Sorry. Wrong fighter. Listen, gold, just, listen. Just, just buy me a Gene Simmons wig. We'll make it work. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's essentially, he's essentially an intergalactic version of Kiss. Exactly. Like, pretty, much, yeah. pretty, much. pretty much what they based him on, yes. Yeah. But he, but the picture yeah. TJ showed me, I'm like, it reminds me of Rob Zombie a little bit. The main man. Yeah. Thing. He's yeah. like Gene Simmons from Kiss and Rob Zombie, but, but he's a bounty hunter beefier. with Dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dog the bounty hunter in there, too. And so, and then, uh, yesterday oh, it, I was. If they made a comic where Dog and Lobo teamed up as international <laughs> bounty hunters, bro, I'm fucking in. In. But, he is in that new reign of uh, the uh, new Superman show, the movie that came out last year. Oh. Yeah. So he has some new 52 stuff. Hmm. Continue, Bob. So, uh, and then yesterday was just a family day. Uh, so I was chilling out doing that. And today I worked and I got to watch this lovely movie, which actually was my first movie of this series. I watched him out of order. Same, <laughs> same, buddy. So, I but um, what about not this one first? Nah, this one first. The woman on the cover. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. We'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, working on things now that the winter's coming, I can be just work on it because there's not too much shit happening. And uh, that's about it on my end. I believe this gentleman below me is next, Mr. Scuba Cabra. Well, I have had one of the most boring weeks of my entire life. I did not do a damn thing except work and work mm. and work and <laughs> work, work, work. work. Like, uh, I, I have nothing new to report except, except I did start reworking on the script for my Maniac Cop film. I did start, nice. you know, I, I threw in some more ideas and stuff that I had, wrote them down and started doing that a little bit. I got to spend time with my grandma yesterday, which was great. Took her shopping awesome. and fucking a yeah. saw, your, and saw your TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I turn around to look at something and I turn back around and she's already like all the way down the aisle. And I'm like, why did you get down there? That <laughs> <fast>? <laughs> you literally just turned away. What the shit? Grandma then, moves. You know, Hi, Jen. She's 92. Hi, so, Jen. You know. How's it going, Jen? Um, and that's it, man. I honestly, I have nothing new to report. I did do somewhat supernatural on Friday. Yes. We dropped the episode with, uh, about skinwalkers with Ben. Uh, nice. so that, that one was of fun. us will be uploading that soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Somebody will. Somebody will. Uh, yeah. Oh, I need to talk to you about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. What'd you do, buddy? What'd I, I do? No, we just haven't talked about it yet. That's that all. We have, oh, yeah. oh. When I say I haven't done anything, I mean literally I haven't done shit. I downloaded Scoob's episodes and then that's about it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, we just need to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, and that's pretty much it, man. And I'm here with my boys. Yeah. Oh, but before I pass it on to Chad, Daddy, I want to wish a very happy 16th birthday. To my baby girl, Sam. Happy birthday, baby. I love you. Happy, happy sweet birthday. birthday. Sweet 16. Like, I don't know about sweet. Savage 16. Oh, there ain't nothing sweet about my daughter. Miss 
listen, they are sweet at 16. That's what listen, we're told. And then they become savage. I've heard savage. Scooby don't. To his kids that, on the phone, man. Bobby, that just sounded creepy coming from you, man. Why, why did you have to say it that way, Chad? I wasn't you, trying to be sweet that way, at 16. That just sounded wrong, buddy. You know something? I'm just going to have a drink. And, yeah, yeah, Bobby is the youngest out of all of us, though. So. Yeah. It's true. All right, Chad, Eddie. Keep going. Yo, not much new here. Just work here and work at the house. We're really, really close to getting ready to move in. My wife finished. uh, My son's bedroom is completely done now. All the trim is up, everything. So we can start moving stuff into the house. We'll set it in his room. My youngest daughter's room is almost finished. Just got to finish the trim there. Uh, We got the doors put up in the bedroom. There's We got to hang shower doors, little touches here and there. But we'll be in. I would say probably the week after Thanksgiving, I think we'll be moved in. Nice, nice, nice. dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to make our Thursday potential deadline. It's or the not Thursday, the Thanksgiving deadline. Yeah. It's just too close. But you know, it is what yeah. it is. We'll be there, but definitely way before Christmas. Aside from that, Friday night I watched the Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai for the first time. Nice. That's a very weird fucking movie. Very weird. Very weird. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure if I like it. I feel like I have to watch it at least one or two more times just to get everything and let it process. Yeah. I need to look this up. It was different. And, 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 and yeah, hey, it had, yeah. it had Goldblum, so that's reason enough to watch it. Fair enough. Jeff Goldblum Fair being enough. Jeff Goldblum. But yeah, it was a different movie. I'm not, uh, I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, I'll probably watch it you know, a couple more times and see if it really grows on me. But aside from that, then yesterday I had to take a long ass trip to a Walmart up in a town called St. Mary's, which is about an hour and a half drive from here because this one thing we ordered for the kids for Christmas, it didn't want to ship to any of the local Walmarts and you couldn't order it online. So I had to go the whole way up there to get it. I don't want to say what it is just because my wife could potentially be listening to this and the kids could be in the room. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want to spoil the surprise. It's it's really cool. I'll, sh- I'll show you guys a picture in the chat to show you. And then after Christmas, I'll say, you know, what it is on here. But yeah, it's really, really fucking cool. Aside from that, you know, not much new. I watched this delightful movie. This, you know, this was actually my first time watching it the whole way through. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> inside jokes. Inside jokes. For the audio, for the audio listeners and everybody. Damn it, now I hear it in my head. <laughs> you know what? That's called earworms. <laughs> for the audio only listeners, we're talking about the song Bobby Girl, Barbie Girl in the Bobby Girl. Girl. <laughs> Bobby Girl. I'm a That's Bobby, be the new I'm a Bobby Girl. Week, <laughs> See, it worked because I was looking at Bobby's picture when I said his little image right here. When I said that. So, yeah, it's Bobby Girl. Right it's like you were looking at me that night when you had my figure while you were doing the nest. <laughs> Wasn't that Dale? Hey, that thing is packed away now, so you don't have to worry about that. Guys getting ready to go to the new house. Now, aside from that, you know, just, you know, nothing new. Big Johnny D, how about you, my brother? Uh, let's see. I've been prepping for the parade that we're going to do for the Ghostbusters, so I built a roof rack out of PVC this weekend instead of oh, actually, oh, you know. Can, can, can I interrupt you real quick? Did yeah, you guys up, see the Did you guys see the final trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife today? I will not. I'm, I'm not watching. I will not because I didn't, I didn't even, I, I just want to save it. I already pre-ordered my ticket for Wednesday for the early showing. And that's it. Like, I don't want to know nothing. I'm, it's going to be hard, dude, because I'm going to try to stay off Facebook because everything is already talked about the trailer. So I haven't even needed to fucking watch the damn trailer. 
I already know what happened in it. I'm like, fucking internet, dude. Like, <laughs> anyways. That's why I stayed away from it. I haven't seen it. Right. Even that way. But no, so instead of buying a roof rack, I decided to build one because, A, that's what I like to do is build stupid shit with cool, like, you know, whatever. So I spent you are like the guy bucks. from Home Improvement. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, if you can't fix it with duct tape, you can't fucking fix it, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I go. If so, you can't duck it, okay. Boom. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Tag that and bag it and on shirt, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> built the roof rack, uh, did the pipes up already. So that's going to be good. I got a n- nice little surprise in the bag. Um, I don't want to say anything just in case any of the boys are listening. I don't know if they are, but whatever. Uh, other than that, man, just I enjoyed myself this weekend. I didn't do shit. I've been busy the last four fucking weekends, so I hung out at the house, and it was awesome, and got to enjoy watch the movies and just sit around with the family, did some cleaning. I cleaned the garage and then fucking dirtied it right the fuck back up. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's how that rolls. Um, and best news of the weekend, because my wife can't keep a secret for more than five goddamn minutes. Uh, I can't either, though. We're terrible. We're like, buy your Christmas gifts. You oh, <laughs> oh, come on! God damn and, it! Yeah, but dude, fuck it, dude, because she ordered me what I've been talking about for the last three fucking weeks, dude. She ordered me the Hazpack. Nice. So, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. She, the only, she goes, the only thing you didn't get was the slime, which, in my honest opinion, looks like fucking garbage, and I could give a shit, so I don't care about that. Not really lost. Enough. Yeah, what we all asked for this year. I asked for that new Severed Folklore box set. You know, I was just going to ask for a new camera, but apparently I'm getting a new proton pack. So. I want a three. I I want a three D printer. That's all I want. I haven't. I will. I will send yet. you one if you want one. <laughs> you can buy one of mine. I haven't. I haven't put a list. Well, together I already got one of your masks, but I put it to this one. I can put a um list together. That's going to cost thousands of dollars. Ah, right? okay. Well, fair enough. We don't need that. All right. Yes, we do. Fuck it. Let's roll on. Let's talk about what we are here to talk about. Today, boss man, what are we here to talk about today? We are here to talk about Brian Usna's 1993's Return of the Living Dead Part Three, and it is awesome. Released October 29th, 1993. Scoops, do you want to give a plot rundown, buddy? Colonel Reynolds and his group of government scientists continue their work on reanimating the dead for military use. His son, Kurt, and his girlfriend, Julie, use dad's security pass to sneak in and watch the proceedings. Later, when father and son have a disagreement, Kurt and Julie take off on a motorcycle, and Julie is killed in an accident. (laughs) Grief-stricken, Kurt takes her body to the lab and brings her back to life. Kurt must help Julie deal with her new existence as well as her growing hunger for fresh human brains as military agents and local gang members try to find them. Fuck it, eh? Way to keep strong, Scoobs. Everybody yeah, yeah, just holding Fuckers, strong. You, you, uh, I had to, I had to like, focus. <laughs> I was trying. That's like oh, where. Boy. That's like being with your girlfriend. It's like don't look at the tape. Walking by. Yeah. Uh. No. Oh no, I look. I don't care. <laughs> Bobby, take it away with directed by. Absolutely directed by Brian Usna, who is a uh, directed society bride reanimator, the dentist. Written by John. Penenny, The Kindred, Legends of the Mummy, 
produced by Tom Fox, Return of the Living Dead's 1 and 2 and Blue Monkey. Andrew Hirsch did The Warlock, The Armageddon, and Pinocchio's Revenge. Yeah, buddy. I have not seen Pinocchio's Revenge, but... Nor have I. Never mind. I'm gonna I've seen some... the cover numerous times. If, I hope we it. get a Blu-ray of it at some point. That's all I'm asking. All I know is this. I hope he sticks it in the right hole. Uh, oh. <laughs> Where are we going with that one? Jack you know Frost. It. Keep going. So, <laughs> starring Kent McCord <laughs> from uh, Predator 2, Airplane 2, the sequel, as Colonel John Reynolds, Melinda Clark. That was us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spawn. Bobby needs a cold shower real quick. Hold I think on, so. Fuck this cold shower. It's going to stay hard, damn it. <laughs> Killer Tongue as a... Uh, Isn't that the Die jo- Hard parody? <laughs> <laughs> I have the video. Would you like it? Uh, as oh. Julie Walker, as Mindy Clark. J. Trevor Emmond from Pumpkinhead 2 Blood Wings, Allure of Ooh. Illusions, as Kurt Reynolds. Sounds like Burt mm-hmm. Reynolds. Uh, James T. Callahan, delicious. Charles in Charge as Colonel Peck. Sarah Douglas, Superman, Superman 2, Return of the Swamp Thing, as Lieutenant Colonel Sinclair. Abigail Lenz, The Dark Room, Dead of Night, as Mindy. Basil Wallace, he's named after a plant. Joy Ride, like Mike, as Riverman. Jill Andre, The Runaway. (laughs) 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 The Runaway's Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin, as Dr. Beers. Now that's a name. That just dropped, too. That's exactly. Yeah, that's why I put that on there. Taka. Mike Moroff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I haven't saying. Seen it. I, I it gave up after a couple hey, of them. I bad? trust Steve's judgment. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I certainly would. Uh, uh, Mike Moroff, RoboCop, Desperado from Destildon as Santos Morales, and Anthony Hickox as Doctor Hickox. Now, Anthony Hickox has a brother, right? And they do horror movies together, right? That's do the they? same. That's that's Anthony Hickox. That's him. Oh, it is the same one. Yes, that's him. Okay. Oh shit. Well then. Yeah, he did Hellraiser 3. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Waxwork, I think? Yep. Hmm. All right. Beautiful. Where are we All at, right, John? So we're at music. Music by Barry, not Bill Goldberg, who is most notable <laughs> for doing the, <laughs> the shitty 1990 Captain America movie. Cinematography by oh. Jerry Lively, who actually did Hellraiser 3. Waxwork and Warlock the Armageddon. There we go. Edited by Christopher Roth, who did one of my favorites, Killer Clowns from Outer Space yeah. and Leprechaun. Uh, the effects makeup. Some okay. So in my notes, there's five different companies that did different various effects and makeup because of the tight schedule they were on. Yep. So I only listed a couple here. Uh, Kevin Brennan, who did Night of the Demons, and he actually did the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And nice. Steve Johnson, who did Lord of Illusions. Legendary and- Steve Johnson. Yeah. yeah, he did uh, a lot of movies like uh, Spider-Man 2. He, he did the animatronic, the... Ramey's? Oh, yes. okay. Mm. Uh, distributed by Trimark Pictures, runtime of 93 minutes. Not midgets. Midgets. <laughs> midgets. Uh, MPAA rating R, but there is an unrated version available. That's what I watched. I don't yeah. know about the rest of you. Uh, budget of two million, grossed only about fifty four thousand because it had a, it had a very severely limited release. And yet, all these years later, it's just as still pretty popular. Yeah, yep. yeah, very popular. Limited release, but actually, the first Return of the Living Dead film that I ever watched. Hold on, I got to pause this here. Okay, yeah. So I remember picking this up from a video store at a pretty young age, sheerly because of the cover art. 
and then being completely blown away and being absolutely terrified by that zombie that has that stuck head and then rips it away. That thing, dude, that was badass. Yeah, that, that was, was, yeah, that was such a great Love effect. That. Just some of the zombies in general. Riverman haunted my dreams as kids. Uh, that was awesome. Especially <laughs> his fucking go go gadget neck. Exosca. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that, that was Santos. That was Santos. No, that was Santos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Dude, that was, if you didn't think of Evil Dead 2 in that exact moment, he was just going to be like, I swallow your soul. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And, and they kind of did the, they kind of did a version of that in Land of the Dead as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Remember yeah. when they're in the oh, Jeep yeah, and the right, one right, zombie right. looked like it was headless and just kind of went yeah. like that and the whole head kind of struck like that a snake. Was, yeah, that was the weird CGI, but it was kind of like it still worked for it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Flashback to, uh, I want to say, a couple years ago, episode 63 of Rabbit Hole, I got the opportunity to talk to Brian Usna about 11 minutes in to that podcast. He actually talks about working on this film. It's... uh pretty fucking cool uh you, you can see my fucking face light up the moment he starts talking about it and then i smile the entire time she's not wrong John, it's all I, love, I love what your wife just said santos had a plan he just needed some goddamn faith fucking <laughs> a red that is a red dead uh two Dude, reference for anybody hard, who's not aware yeah like hardcore we were laughing about it the whole fucking time <laughs> And I was going to say something, but I was like, I don't know if these guys have played Red Dead, dude. I don't even know if they fucking know. <laughs> oh, god damn it. Don't play the video. Oh, okay, Brody. Well, let me get out of that. Uh, gentlemen, if you want to continue on here, I'll get the new Brody vid. This yeah, film so like, like, has... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, like I said, this is the first time I actually sat and watched it the whole way through. I've seen the majority of it here and there, mostly on like Sci-Fi Channel, but this... This was a fun sit through. You know, I really enjoyed it. I wasn't bored at all. And it's very really different. Great. Yeah. From, yeah. From yeah. The it, other two, you know, well, I mean, really, do you run, do you want to count part two? Really, you don't. No. But no. even from the original, it's very different. It's got a very different feel to it. But I, I don't know. I love the designs of these zombies, especially the ones that like pop out of the trioxin. Yes. Dude, you know? These are some of the best, zom best zombie designs I've ever seen. And I've watched so many movies in Walking Dead, and I love the design of these movies. The, the design of these zombies were so different. All three big set, major set pieces oh, utilized in this film are just so memorable. The intern, the in, like the internals workings of the fucking military base, the town, and then of course the whole end sequence with like the river and then the under underneath fucking tunnels and stuff. This yeah. everything creates this claustrophobic effect. Granted, that was all there because of budgetary constraints and stuff. Clearly, the entire first fucking sequence is a shipping container shoved together, but it's fucking awesome, yep. and it works so and it works. fucking well. See, yeah, I thought the works. interior. I thought the interior of the uh, army. I thought it looks. I guess cool. it reminded me of more of like a spaceship. Like, I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, it had, it it had a very like spaceshipy type vibe to it. I don't know if you guys have seen the the newer Doom movie. Was it Annihilation? I never. It kind of gave me those vibes. Well, I took it as it's like a 90s it's, medical yeah. military facility. Yeah. Because they're testing cadavers and shit. Which you think right. they'd have a little bit more uh, security. Well, this is the first time well. they're really testing this shit, isn't it? Well, yeah. yeah but this, but yeah. look at what already occurred in Pittsburgh because the, the previous occurrence True. did occur. So in this reality, 
Pittsburgh was already destroyed in the first movie. Is this a mobile that facility? Wasn't, that wasn't Pittsburgh. Yeah, was, I think um, this was it. I thought it was Pittsburgh. No, no, I was like, oh, oh crap. You said part one? OG one? Yeah. It wasn't Pittsburgh. It was like Charlotte, North Carolina or something. I don't remember. Oh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they, mentioned, they mentioned Pittsburgh in it. Yeah. Yes. But I think, uh, TJ, what you said, mo- this is a mobile facility. They do move around. Like when yeah. this, when this is done, they move to the next one. At least that's because you could hear them talking. Hey, Heather. Yeah. That, that's the vibe I got is this is just like a temporary facility that moves and can come apart. Like, I remember, Scoobs, you said about the, the, you thought the security would be lacking, but that's actually a plot point that's even mentioned in the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Louisville. It was in mm-hmm. Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Where that's right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, but I mean, e- even even at that, you know what the reanimated corpses can and cannot do. You know mm-hmm. they don't fucking die. Well, that's yeah. the whole reason you're the testing point them out. Also, is in this movie they're going another level by adding that Terminator factor where they where they Which, take zombies yeah. to the next level and mm-hmm. put mechanical stuff on them. Yeah. So dug that. Yeah. that you really can't anticipate that, especially at the ending. Like yes. that was just like you're gonna make this unstoppable thing even more unstoppable, which I know that's the whole plan. But that's what Yusuke right. brings to the table yeah. here. Is yeah. He has and a he, zombie movie and he brings body horror to a whole yeah. other level. And Bro, considering look. the and considering the fact that when he gets shot, he doesn't stop. Just, just his limb is missing, but he's still connected. Yeah, he can mm-hmm. still keep going. It's well, not like parts, it's gonna stop. And that's what horrified. That's that's what horrifies me about the Return of the Living Dead zombies. You can cut them up into pieces, and the pieces uh-huh. are gonna fucking come at you still. So, right. I mean, that right there in itself, zombies are horrifying as fuck. But to w- to make them unstoppable like they did in this film series was just fucking terrifying for me. The, the first oh, time yes. I ever watched these movies, absolutely. Like, this they was didn't the- add the comical sense to it. It'd probably be the dar- if it's not the darkest zombies out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, you take that whole comedy aspect out of it, which this one didn't really have. Well, that was the point. They, yeah. that Brian, Brian Usna decided to remove the humor elements from the Return of the Living This Dead is series. much more of Romeo and Juliet with zombies yes, than anything. Exactly. Which, I'm not going to lie. Like which is first... funny that you mentioned that because the actor that played Kurt, uh, has played Romeo several times on the stage. Yep. So. Yes, he has. Oh, yep. Nice. I'm not gonna lie. The first half didn't really get me, dude. But the second half definitely reeled me in with the, the mech zombies because that shit. I was. And you know, and that's kind of funny because as a kid, the first half always scared me more than the second half. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, it, it, I know it's just me. I just they're totally different parts of the film, and I just yeah, I, I just I don't, don't care about romance in, yeah. in any movie whatsoever. So that just doesn't sell me. The whole oh, so personal movie. choice affects. You. Yeah, it just okay, doesn't. That's understandable. So, like, when you brought in, when it brought in the whole, like, she wants to go bio, or, you know, like, or, uh, biomechanical and shit. Yeah. Dude, that was just, like, a whole different level, and it definitely had that sweet 90s cheese to it, like, right off the bat. Yep. Like, but it was good cheese. It wasn't over-constipated cheese, like some other cheese. <laughs> it has the 90s color palette as well. It has uh, some yes. of this early pastel look that the 90s oh, yeah. was really known with for. Some, with some good reds in there, too. Yes, that. yes. Like, uh... Like I said, man, just the whole sewer, the river man, he was great. When when oh, yeah. came oh. in, I was instantly like, oh, oh, man. That, like that, yeah. Man, you know, cool every time man. every time I watch it, I know he's gonna die. Yeah. And every time I see it, every time I see it, I'm like, oh come on. But you still you cheer man? for him when he's oh, back. Oh yeah. Man. Fuck yeah. But and you, then when when he busts out the coin and he's like, remember? 
I love that. I love that these zombies can still have like just a split yeah. second of so, their humanity still. They're not right, completely least, mindless. So, I was going to say certain certain ones can. I think the ones that when they break out of that cage, I don't think they would have that. But he does as well as no, because their brains deteriorated too much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, their brains and and like it said on on a what the hell was her name? Kate was that her name? No, what the fuck was her name? Julie on Julie's Julie. cage. It said brain still intact or brain intact or something like that. Right. So. That's why she could still maintain her humanity, which mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. I would agree. I, I love that. And I think I think the reason that Riverman didn't quite have that level of intellect is because she ate his brain. Yeah, she ate his brain. Well, yeah. And that's what I was gonna ask is like, is the reason she was able to be so cognitive compared to even everybody was because A, she was gassed. And she was gassed mm-hmm. essentially the fastest less, out of anybody too, like less traumatic way of becoming a zombie. And I mean, she, like, was we, fresh. she was she was yeah. like yeah because if we i mean okay so that raises my other question of he's not concerned about coming a zombie until he gets bit but right. he kisses her multiple fucking times and the, yep. the dad clearly says it's the saliva so this dude was infected right from the fucking dick yep he didn't care he loves her nope. no yep. i get that but the fact that he didn't even think about it, you know what i mean like did he think about it probably not not. You know, he, not until the bit not until the you know he did and then he, he was did. like oh shit he didn't just kiss her. They, they, yeah, no, they fucked, fucked, dude. There was straight yeah. necrophilia going on in this fucking movie. I mean, hey, uh, sometimes yeah. just like they say in Look, Friday Part Four, you dead fuck. I, she, I, I would have risked it because she was fucking hot as. Now, is there a shit. new term if if the corpse is technically reanimated for the necrophilia? Uh, no, I, think uh, I mean, did yeah. they call it anything different in zombie strippers? I don't. That's know. called a stiffy or, fuck. Stiffy uh, fuck. We're gonna hashtag stiffy fuck. <laughs> hashtag stiffy fuck. The That's double stiff Check stuff. out in pink. The double stiff stuff. You know, I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the fact that she was ten times hotter after she had all the stuff in her face and everything. I mean, well, she was because we're all on a weird fuck. What does that say about us, though? Yeah, right? I was right? saying, that says well, about Do you want to know what that says about us? We like some yeah, creepy shit. But first of yeah. all, you're. Yeah. Okay, I mean, you're listen, telling me let, this let, wasn't shot and intended for that direction for you to even think. You're like, let, oh, wow, dude. She just it was. Way, it was. I think it was. Pretty, hanging up. Bro, I think it was to ease right ease out. what was going on to her to to the viewer, especially. You know what I mean? Make it more well, palatable because she's going through literal hell in this film, yeah. and if she's becoming more like erotic in the way that Hellraiser is, then well, because she's it, it's a, it's a. It's suppressing her appetite, but at the same time, like obviously we know she gets off. I think it shows the effectiveness shit, of Yuzna so. and how he's able to craft a story and still make you feel for those characters while also frightening you. I mean, some of the stuff was straight up laughable, but obviously, like I feel like it wasn't yeah. as hilarious as the other ones. Like I'm assuming, like no, I think the comedy's on point yeah. here, where the other ones like, is kind of more dude, forced. Like when when Santos is going in there and he's just like. No, I don't like think he's so ready to kill movie. her, dude. And then no, he's the second like, one. Hey, what's up? Yeah, the second one definitely. The first yeah. one was more. The second one was all slapstick yeah. and fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. Hated that. Yeah, that was not a good oh, so, one. Okay. The, See, the, the inclusion of the Michael the Zombie Jack, there, or Michael Jackson Zombie, was just a fucking stupid. The, I, my, I, oh my god, dude! I forgot about that. And that's why I love that they went to a different. They went a different route, and I love the route that they went. Much more splatter. Yes, but they made it. They made it more, it's toned down. It's not as over the top as the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not cheeky and 
you know, just slapstick comedy like the second one. This one, for me, felt more real. Like, this is a more real setting for this type of thing to occur. Well, that's because you don't have the comedy duo from the first two movies in it. Yeah. Which they were supposed to... I forget the two act. They were trying to get two other two actors from the Tom Matthews and uh, uh, Tom Matthews wasn't one of them though. No, no, no. It was oh, no. A, um, I don't even remember his name. The it, guy that played the mortician. Yeah, that would not fit. It wouldn't oh, fit this. No, it wouldn't fit this yeah. style of movie, dude. Like this. No, is not way really. Different. Yeah, there was like barely any continuity in horror in the nineties. What are you talking about? First the eighties. Oh yeah. Maybe Goosebumps. That was about it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Like a, this was my first introduction to uh, the You are dead. glitching out hard, Bob. Bob. Joking. Oh, Bob joking. All right, let me change my things again. Sorry, we'll clean uh, that up in post. Um, <laughs> you just love saying that. You just love it. I do. <laughs> Wife's even giving me shit. She's like, "Fuck you." She's like, "You're so snobby now." I was like, "I know." I'm like, "I just <laughs> like that. Snobby. I can fucking do it." <laughs> so snobby. <laughs> no, because I brought it up that like, oh, we lost Bob. He'll be back. I brought it up that I can. uh Edit some songs together and shit like that for the parade. Now that with the shit that TJ's kind of taught me, you know what I mean? So she's like, Oh my God, you shut up about editing. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she's probably listening to me right now through the floor. Oh, shout out to about Flick about Snacks it. and Nick oh, back again. Yeah, Ooh, what's going on there, Flick? Oh, so yeah, this was definitely my first viewing. Never saw. And I believe I did watch the unrated one. Uh, I did not watch the unrated one for this. Neither did I. But I'm interested because I, I'm assuming Chad probably has in his notes what the differences are between the unrated and the rated one. Well, it's correct, uh, right? more mostly gore than more than anything. Oh, okay. Well, There's should we only... take a peek? Should we spread them cheeks? Yeah, if you guys are ready. If we don't have a video from Brody, let's. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I apologize. He did give me his new one. So let's hear from that doppelganger Kangabanga. That's so well and good, boys. No, we don't want that. We want this. Yeah! Snip, fucking snip. Well, howdy doody there, gentlemen. It is all your DKB here back for another episode of Goremon. This week I'm here to talk about Brian Musner's Return of Living Dead Part 3. Now, to me, I've always been a huge fan of uh, Return of Living Dead. Uh, Part 2, not so much. Part 3, yes, absolutely fucking love it. Mad nostalgia rush with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what really, uh, what, what I really, uh, appreciate about this film is the fantastic use of practical effects and body horror that he's not always yep. brings to the table with his films. I think he really outdoes himself, uh, with this film, uh, especially, uh, bringing all these random ass characters together and just turning them into fucking zombies. And he gets creative with each and every one of them, and I really like that. They've all got their, it's, it's fucking weird to say. These zombies have their own characteristics about them, uh, in design and personality. Yep. It's crazy to see. It's bad shit over the top of violence, and I fucking love every moment of it. Now, I mean, the cinematography, it's nothing to really rave on about, but I think it works really well for the yep. actual, uh, setting of this film, like, um, uh, the, the, the production design that you get throughout this film. Uh, Cinematography uh, reflects production works, design. Yeah. Um, with its lighting, like complements each other. Um, all that, um, the color palette of the film also. I mean, it's a very dark film unless you're in the exterior of the, um, the base itself. 
it's lit extremely well, and I think that's what I really like about it the most. It's just one big fucking maze, and around each and every corner, you're in for a big surprise, whether or not it's the fucking military or the zombies attacking. So, yeah, very, very fun film. I really enjoy this film uh, every time I chuck it on. I also really like the dynamic of uh, the story itself, and a bit of a Romeo and Juliet love story. We have our lead actress, I can't really remember her name, but it's just a really different, unique take on the zombie genre, and yeah, it's the way it's played out is, is fan-fucking-tastic, I think. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, the acting in this film is great. But yeah, other than that, I'm going to have to give this a gone more score of a 3.8. Hmm. Is your DKB signing yet? And I'll catch you motherfuckers next week. Cheers. No. <laughs> you know, the, the only thing that I found lacking in this movie, and it's just a little minor thing that I would have liked, was to see Tarman again. Yeah. That would have been. That, well, that is my only bitch okay. in this I'm kind of glad was, they did. Split Skull dude, yeah, I, was, wasn't he Tarman essentially? Yeah, he was this movie's yeah. Tarman. He was. Because I feel he was a little more gnarly than Tarman. Okay. I'm glad they didn't go with Tarman because that would have been yeah, that's that's too that's too been there done that. Well, Tarman two sucked. Yeah, Tarman two was shit. I don't even remember what he one, looked like. This one I didn't really like. Cartoony. At, this one I didn't like at first when he was all hunched. But then he, but dude, when he did that skull split, I was like, oh shit! Yeah, that, that was, was like that was rad. that was money. Like that was See, cool, dude. Towards the end, when you start seeing more of them come out, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of makes me wish we had a, just a little more time with some of those because they really yeah were were fucking like. And the best thing is there was only five of them, but the way they shot everything, like, like it just felt that's some different like living more, Yeah, yeah. No, they did well with it. Dude. Yeah. I did have I did have one major question though. One thing about the movie made absolutely no sense to me is Shoot why him. did why did the Chinese bodega owner turn into a zombie? He got bit. Because she, she got hit. She ate him. Yeah, he did. She, she ate his brain after he, after he got shot in the head by the cops. Right. So why did he Which, turn? Well, the trioxin brings I, your body. Your brings your body back. Regardless. Yeah, it does. Right. So but I think remember. Once remember she, the brain, it's like, the remember, saliva, she died and then she got brought back. Yeah, I would say the saliva hit the brain when she was eating it. Yeah. That's what reignited yeah. it. Yeah, I, know because, it's a, I know it's a stretch, but that's what I'm going well, with. Well, the saliva. I the same question. Yeah, I would, right. I, would th- I would think that the saliva when she started eating him. If it was mentioned earlier in the film that the saliva is what's bringing it out, then I'm going to guess that's that, 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 that never happened yeah, in the previous two. That's why it was a little puzzling. I think that this film takes a whole different approach, kind of changes the rules a little bit. And yeah. you guys did mention Tarman earlier, but this is in a completely different location. And it, and like Bobby said, and I said earlier, this is a mobile division type base where they're yeah. moving from town to town depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we probably wouldn't see Tarman. He's probably well, still I, in br- Kentucky. I, I know they bring him back in the sequels. In hey, he's in the sewer, isn't he? He was. In uh, the movie, yeah, he was. He was the. He he's talking about four and five, though. Oh, yeah, and four and Necropolis five. Necropolis and. Uh, yeah. Rave yeah, to the, the grave. Yeah, yeah. He's in. He's at the end of one of them, like hitchhiking or some shit. Your your wife questions it too. Why didn't Kurt turn into a zombie sooner so, if it was alive? Because he wasn't dead. Because he wasn't dead. 
Uh, oh yeah, okay. If we if you go back that's to the true. first yeah, one yeah, when yeah. the guys were yeah. exposed to the gas, it took mm-hmm. the whole film to actually yep. die and that's yeah. the enemy. Like when they say like you have no pulse, you have no heartbeat, you're not technically alive. Right. Like that's that would be Which, my guess, but yeah, man, he was fucked right from the get go, dude. A Tom Matthews cameo or handle it like uh Cabin Fever Two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Wait, yeah, well, it's just all up oh. and you can't really tell it to them, and just be like, "Oh yeah, that was them." Well, they oh, did have yeah. they did have one actor um, from part one and part two, um, the dude with the mohawk from part yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah, oh, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was in. He's the only actor who's been in the three in the all three. <coughs> oh, shit. Nice, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah! Well, what do you say, Chad Daddy? Shall we spread them cheeks? Sure. So according to Brian Yuzna's commentary, Trimark did not require the film to use the same actors or have the same comedic elephant elephants. What the fuck? Nice. Elephants. <laughs> <laughs> or they were not to have elephants either. Uh, as the previous two films, but they did require the zombies, including Julie, to crave and eat brains. Uh, an entire day of footage, according to actor J. Trevor Edmond, was lost because camera assistants never checked the gate, i.e. never checked to see if the lens was clear of hair or debris. Oh, that sucks. Whole day? Yeah. That's Makeup shit. artist Tom Raynone claims Clarence Epperson, the first animated cadaver in the film, was actually a homeless vagrant who demanded more money and limousine escorts to the set as the shoot got closer. Yep. Brian Usna claims that the production company put him up in a, ho- in a hotel in Valencia, California while shooting for fear that if they let him remain homeless for the time, that they would not be able to find him again for more shooting. Huh. That was a sweet, uh... I don't wow. know what that was... That, that was thing that they put him in oh, there. Oh, that, that, that harness? Port, little, the the harness yeah, yeah. Thing, yeah. I gotta tell you, when I first watched this movie, the moment I saw him look up, like, he, like, found you, it's like, holy shit. Dude. I just want to know why that cosplay isn't done more, honestly. Uh, because your junk would probably uh, uh, fall out. So, that, so and I don't you know. See the Chad, size of the guy? Like, you gotta be. I don't know if Chad has this in his notes, but when they were shooting that scene where they had him harnessed up, every time they lifted his arms up, his dick fell out. <laughs> so I was after after I watched the film, I was watching a behind the scenes uh, thing, and Yuzna uh, was like, every time they pulled his arms up, his fucking cock came out. Every damn time. He's like, so there it is, this uncircumcised penis, and we'd have to go back and lower his arms down and try to get him to readjust. <laughs> That's when you hire a fluffer to go in. That's and just like, what no, I was thinking. Go in and like tuck it back in. Yeah, go in, tuck that shit back in. Cut, tuck it in. Make the cod piece a little bigger. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. go back to you know or, or, or just make him or just make him stiff so it stays make him stiff so it stays in one spot. Oh my like, god. Get him a tube sock and some duct tape. Do what you gotta you do. Go. I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Just make it work. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, spread on. them cheeks with peanut butter. <laughs> so oh. Brian Yuzno was disappointed with the lack of screen time for his previous female monster creation and Bride of Reanimator, and wanted Julie mm-hmm. to have a far bigger presence. And yeah, she didn't last that long in that movie, did she? No, she that's did. what she's. That's what she like five minutes, and that was about it. That's what she yeah, said. Yeah, she like literally fell apart. Yeah. Shortly after the film's release, Brian Yuzna had expressed interest in writing a fourth Return of the Living Dead sequel. It was to have taken place directly after the events of this one, with zombies somehow having escaped the military base and running amok in Los Angeles. 
I would have been Brian better than Peck, the bullshit yeah. we got. Yeah, it would have. I. They were made was, for sci-fi movies. So what what was the next one? Grave to the Grave or whatever. Yeah, I think Rape to the Grave was next, and then Necropolis was the last one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. I to the grave. Yeah, terrible, terrible idea. Uh, Brian Peck is the only one to appear in all three Return of the Living Dead movies, uh, Scuzz and Return of the Living Dead, and Various Zombies in two, and he returned to play a government agent in this film. Nice. That's awesome. And he did it for free. Really? Oh, yeah, well, there he, you go. He, he volunteered. He's like, I'll fucking be now. We'll do it for free. And he nice. did Damn, dude. He even flew. I wonder if he like flew out on his own dime or like just at least like you guys pay room and board, but you don't have to pay me to actually do the scene. Fair enough. Because I feel like, dude, if you're flying to do a set, you know, unless it's like he's right around the corner, some bullshit, but it's possible. It's LA, so right. who knows? Uh, John Penny and Brian used a claim and the recent Blu ray extras. They felt the need to explain why zombies eat brains. This film explains they need the neurons because their nervous systems are shut down. The first return of the living dead explains it by saying brains makes the pain go away. Why a further explanation was needed isn't clear, especially since the zombies seem to eat in this one. Any body part and don't just go for the brain. Yeah, as I say, they they definitely went for a lot of arm bites in this one. Well, if you you listen to her at one point, she says, I need meat to make the pain go away, not brains. She but says the first it. One, the first one. The first, yeah, the first. Yeah, the first one says it's brains. But this one, it's I need meat. I don't need brain. I need meat. Well, but yeah, she that, doesn't that, claim her. She doesn't claim the hunger as pain because she uses pain to subside the hunger. Yeah, so she's like just that much more complex onto it. You know what I mean? I'm gonna leave that alone. <laughs> well, know, she was also a fresher cadaver than the one from the first one. The first one right. said. She could feel herself rotting. That's why she. Oh, I mean, she was already rotted as fuck too. So yeah, yeah. And you know, granted, on how she hit that pole, and I know she was supposed to have like her neck broken and stuff. Doesn't mean she automatically died right away. He's not a doctor. He wouldn't. You know what I mean? She still could have had some kind of maybe brain activity or something when he did put the trioxin on her. Drove back in with her limp body on the back of his Yo, like, like I was dying laughing. That shit yeah, was fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> she needs both oh. and me to make her pain remain. <laughs> oh no! Come here, baby. Huh. Anyway, but don't bum bum. All right, Chad Daddy. Uh, director Brian Usna on the DVD commentary regrets not coming up with a more proper name for the film as Return of the Living Dead Part Three is too long. He suggests the title Kurt and Julie. And amidst the title Mortal Zombie, which is what it was recalled in some places in Europe, is a much nicer name. Okay. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I disagree. You know, you really need to, you have to, to kind of connect with the first on there. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, I mean, the trioxin none of them make any sense. Exactly what I was about to say. All right. Continuing, the welded metal exoskeleton worn by Riverman weighs 75 pounds and was designed by Holy Tim shit. Ralston. Wow. 75 pounds? God damn, dude. Jesus, wow. well, he, oh. He had a sweet metal fucking cod piece in his shit, too. Like, <laughs> rocking cod pieces hard in this movie. <laughs> There's another cosplay, dude. Why isn't anybody doing Robozon? Because <laughs> the fucking, fucking thing weighs 75 fucking pounds. 
Bro, ain't nobody, can, ain't nobody gonna use PVC pipe. They're gonna be like, we need that. <laughs> say, well, there'd be some people, yeah, but dude, this isn't '93 anymore, and with EVA foam and shit, you could make True. all that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. come on. Yeah, and you can just use. We're all cosplayers, dude. You know, buddy. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Okay, continuing on, J. Trevor Edmund, who played Kurt, believes it's his many portrayals of Romeo on stage that helped him land this role for this film. Nice. And the he got the role at 20- the last minute. Like, they yeah, flew, uh, like, at midnight. Like, at you midnight. Know who, you know who also auditioned for that role? Who? Ant-Man himself, Mr. Paul Rudd. Oh, no shit! shit. Mm-hmm. So this would have been his first horror movie, then, if he did. Yeah, it would have beat it would have beaten H six by what two years? Uh, yeah, two years, nineteen ninety five. Three years. So this ninety six, ninety five. Oh, ninety five. Disagreement. Yeah, ninety five. Okay, I know it was ninety five. I remember. <laughs> I would just say ninety six because boss said ninety six. So. Word, word, word. All right. What else, <laughs> Chad? <laughs> did it. The film had a twenty four day shooting schedule using two camera crews. One for principal photography, one for extensive second unit FX at Santa Clarita Studios in L.A. with Melrose Place filming next door. Oh, no shit. Melrose Place. That was a show I never got into. Never watched it, ever. Like, I know it was like a spinoff of 90210, but I think I watched the first season of 90210 and that was it. Uh, More Seinfeld in the 90s. I wasn't watching any of that shit. May watch your time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the Hoff, baby. Uh, gotta have that Hoff. <laughs> According to the writer, in the original screenplay, the final act took place in a cemetery with a showdown between the zombies and the military. Oh. That would have been cool to see. It would have been, but I, I kind of really like the, the claustrophobic setting of the... Yeah. Bunker. No, it yes. don't. It works great. It works great in this. I just, it, I, I think it would have been cool to see like I, a huge battle. Like I said, had we gotten more of those zombies at the end that we all saw, that would have been a wicked battle to see. Hey man, the five that we got was still looked awesome. Well, Speaking yeah, of awesome zombies. <laughs> You can just see his eyes right above Scuba Steve. Right? It's kind of creepy. Dude, he looks so awesome. Oh man. shit, he's taking Scuba away. <laughs> uh continuing on, this film was originally slated for a wider theatrical release, but after Warlock the Armageddon underperformed at the box office, Trimark decided to pull back promotion on the film and release it regionally in limited release. Hmm. So it was going to be theatrical, and then they did video. Mm-hmm. Interesting way to go. Very. See, I don't, I don't remember Warlock the Armageddon being out in theaters. I remember it coming to video, but it could have been. Must have been a smaller theatrical than might have been. Yeah. But then again, this is the mid nineties. I had more important things to do, like get drunk with my friends. Yeah. Uh, I was well, too you busy. Guys I was too kids. busy being. I was too busy being born. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Daddy was pounding that Zima. <laughs> yeah, and I and I was going like this. Let me out. Let me out. Let's see. In '93, I was still in high school, so we were drinking Schlitz. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah, real bottom of the barrel. It, it was like what ten bucks a case. You know, that's about you know, broke little high school guys. 
Brody, uh, right. Bobby and I were waiting to be born. <laughs> no, I, was, I was born two months before. I was oh, 12. Okay. Yeah, fair I enough. was literally two months all going. <laughs> I guess we both. Shit in your yeah. britches. <laughs> you know, the funny, th the funny thing is, I was getting busy drunk, and I was in high school with TJ's mom at the time. <laughs> However, we never really parted together. So, what was that, Brody? Knocking boots. <laughs> oh shit! Viz Vidmark released a film in both R-rated and unrated versions on VHS and Laserdisc in the '90s. The R-rated version deletes the majority of the film's gore from the opening lab sequence, as well as heavily reducing the shooting of the storekeeper, removing shots of a cop's Ooh. eye being punctured with a crowbar, graphic close-ups of Julie's self-mutilation with a wire spring and a piece of glass, and a reduction mm. to the infamous ripped lip sequence. So I think okay, I did. So I, I, definitely you know, some, did I see the unrated then. I did see the unrated because, yeah, now you say that, I'm like, yeah, there was a lot more than I, was a, than I remember watching as a kid. Best Drop Video more. has a release of this, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. That's right. I need to get. I, I, I almost, I was almost gonna order it last night. I'm like, eh. Best Drop Video releases a lot of Usna and Stuart Gordon's films. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> Arrow has Society, though, right? Yes. Uh, I want to think. Yeah. Yes, it definitely because it's on. Yeah, and it's um, on Shutter too. It's on Shutter, and it's on the Arrow app too. Joe Bob did Society, right? I think he did, yeah. yeah. Nice. Right. Uh, Yuzna had been Gross aiming to do a Return of the Living Dead sequel for years and was actually Trimark's first choice to direct this. Oh. Nice. Julie's full zombie look required 100 different pieces, an application process that originally took nine hours but was eventually cut down to six, not including her glamour makeup. Hmm. Yeah. Said six hours? Yes. And finally, Hellraiser and Waxwork director Anthony Hickox plays one of the government scientists who is killed early in the film by a test zombie. And that is all I got. If Scuba Steve, you got more for me, buddy? Uh, no, I don't think so. Other <laughs> than um, when Julie is all zombified out. Mm -hmm. uh, Last up last up and everything um and i totally zoned out while you were saying you're behind the scenes stuff so i don't know if you said that that whole thing was a bodysuit like th those weren't her real titties when she was zombified why do you gotta tell what? me that oh, no. yeah. because you saw her titties you saw Look, her real titties we saw her before, we so. saw her real titties before and they were nice and yes, just they were. very just mm -hmm. yeah i know but you know they're but the yeah way, when she was now so head to toe head to toe well, neck down a, was a complete bodysuit. Her legs. Look her up. Look her up on Instagram, suit. by the way. She is still I did. looking damn good. She's still gorgeous. She is yes. gorgeous. Yes. Some may say, better. but that was it. Um, fine one. Yes, she is. That's right. One of the guys that worked on the film. I don't remember what he did, but he's married to um, Leanna Quigley from Part One. Oh, okay. Who was it? Oh, I don't remember what shit. I don't remember what he did on the on this film, but he he did work. He, her husband did work on this film. I blank on that one. What is I don't remember her name. All right. Yeah, that was it. That's all I got. All right. All right. 
So on to les questions. Like I said, like I said at the top of the episode, uh, refer to episode 63 of Rabbit Hole. Skip to about 11 minutes in if you want to see any additional information directly from Brian Usna to Project Louder. Special effects makeup, uh, Steve Johnson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's married to Leanna Quigley. Okay. Great last name, by the way. Um, (laughs) all right. Gentlemen, what format was this watch down? On demand. HBO Max. HBO, HBO Max. Okay, so I, then I did the, see unrated. Uh, well, the uh, the version there's two different versions on Max. There's two yeah, on unrated HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, the unrated was under the extras. Oh fuck! Which, well, which why? Why did they like? Yo, just fucking give us the unrated one, guys. Mm-hmm. I know. Because they got to be difficult. Like, yeah. So I watched this on HBO Max on a 120 inch screen when I was in South Dakota. <laughs> nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is a movie screen, dude. 120 inch. That's 10 fucking feet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I only that's hope you were in a bead bag just getting ripped, dude, like two feet away from that fucker. Like, yeah. I smoked a bunch of Delta 9 and watched that with Jeremy Brown, director of Vengeance. <laughs> yeah, oh, nice. Stuff. Yeah, Riverman hit extra hard that day. Right? Coming <laughs> <laughs> out of the screen, dude. Ten foot river man? Holy shit. Uh alright. Le douche of the film. Oh, I think General. That, that, yeah, that, Colonel Sinclair. Lieutenant yeah. Sinclair. Yeah. Colonel Sinclair. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh she was a cunt. The Kryptonian bitch. Yep. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm so I'm sad we didn't see her death. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen her. (laughs) And you know she gets it. Yeah. It would have been nice to see her get ripped. We have a shirt check today. John, what's on your shirt? I have uh, Zombie Power Rangers. Nice. Nice. Hannibal Lecter. Lecter. the only zombie shirt I own. Fright fright Rags, baby. Hannibal Lecter. Fucking A. What do you got, Chad? Creature from the Black Black Lagoon from uh, Loot Crate. I got some sort of Japanese shit. <laughs> I have my you love uh, Japanese shit. Yeah. I have my my Miklo shirt from Blood in Blood Out. Nice. Yeah. That's what this is. Uh-huh. It's called the Miklo. Right. Scoops got them deep yawns over there. Though. I'm uh, This time change is kicking my ass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Scoops gonna be ro- He'll be good next week. He'll be good next week. I'll be back to normal. There you go. What is normal? Oh, shit, Scoobs, you got to leave in a couple minutes, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good, though. We're good. Um, All right. So, favorite kill? Ooh. Quite cuts. a bit of them. The head rip for me... I wish you got to see it, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, as a, as a kid, I guess it's not really a kill. So, effect, I guess. It is that's not like a separate question. Well, if you want to go best effect, then that's going to change the, the head. Okay, so in a film like this, you know, almost kind of going to break it up a little bit because I think like the zombie head rips cool in and of itself, right? And then whenever right. you Santos continues once the head's ripped because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so, dude, he's in the so as the head in the spine. It's awesome. Yeah. As a kid, the the head rip was more effective, but as an adult, I appreciate the the weird like go go gadget neck thing walking around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh, if I had to say kill, obviously it would be the the two guys in the room, the fir- with the first zombie we see. 
Yeah, because that was bloody as shit. Well, not only yeah. not only that, you didn't know what to expect. Yeah, you ex- you expect it to be dead. It's not, and it, it comes back. So I would definitely say that's for my favorite kill. What about your effect? Uh, effect. I would have to say, um, yeah, the ripping, the zombie ripping. Yuzin is a really big fan of Filipino horror films, and they're pretty graphic with with dismemberment and blood and stuff. So you can definitely see how that translates into his work. I think when I talked to him, he had like one of those Severn box sets behind him that had like one of the Filipino Filipino (laughs) horror movies. And then he had the mask that comes with it on his shelf as well. I want to nice. say that that's what was. Ooh, like he's, that's cool. he's, he's hashtag one of us through and through. So you can just see it translate his love of that genre in this film. And I think that's why we get such a, a practically a practical effect heavy film the way we do. Uh, just, yeah, think just the vibe I got from talking from. But yeah, you, what do you say for effect, Bob? I said the head, the ripping of the, the, the zombie head? when he, yeah. he was like this and. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's. That, I think that then you just see the, the skeleton, and you just see everything come apart. Like it's ugh. like in Vengeance when he takes off his mask, and you see all that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just, yeah. it just, it's like a peel. Like a yeah, peel yeah. off. Like I want to say because that, I feel like that's like the obvious one, but I almost I'm gonna have to go with Robo Riverman, dude. He was like, cool. When, like he looked cool as fuck, and especially when he's getting blasted apart, and just like see, his I, last shot when he's off. Fucked up. I don't know because I like the, the 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 ripping, the eating of the, the lip and ripping it off too. Yeah, mm, that, that was just good. Painful as fuck. <sighs> Nobody's mentioning like the, the Terminator scene at the end. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what Johnny said. Yeah, the that's what Johnny's saying. Just yeah. the whole, just the whole fucking process of that guy moving is oh, just, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that whole that whole last third act, dude, which I yeah. did not expect us to get. I'm gonna be straight. Yeah, up it was. It was. Yeah, but still, I ex- I don't know. Like I expected it. There, I didn't expect there should have been to be that far along with the actual like testing. You know what I mean? No, it seems like they jumped from just testing it in the beginning to all of a sudden we have this, which, which I will say that is a me. big that is a well, big she, jump. Well, she was already she was in the red. Yeah, she was already working anyway. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she was trying to take over that shit. You know, half the movie she was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just." The whole purpose of this was to weaponize them. So, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say my my favorite effect was Julie just transforming into that badass. Okay, the the body modification. When she starts, when she starts fucking pulling it, that that fucking thing through her neck, like you see everything just fucking going. Like you know, everything that she's doing to herself was done so great. I mean, and granted, we have a lot of great effects in this film. But that for me, that I, I could just watch that scene over and over and over. You know why? Because like you, pro- you know, you're a man of piercings and have tattoos and shit like that, and that's just some kind of weird fetish shit for that fucking scene, dude. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Straight up. You know, I'm gonna it change is, my dude. answer. I'm gonna change my answer. As much as we like the whole zombie face ripping off, I gotta say the best effect was uh, her bodysuit. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, because I did not know those convincing. were fake. Fair yeah. enough. <clears throat> Scuba's ruined my day, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you, you did ruin my day now. Brandon like, Scott Murphy just did a really good sculpture of this. That doesn't mean I'm not going to oh. go, you know, have to take care of business later. What up? <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, best scene, gentlemen. Best scene. Uh, the revenge at the end. Yeah. yeah. Riverman. Yeah. Like once Ooh. all this shit starts going fucking to hell, 
that and the trioxin zombies coming out of the barrels yeah. and chasing yeah, them. Yeah, that was yeah. But, that whole that yes. whole ending sequence itself. You so pretty much the third act, basically. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, I don't know why. See, I'm partial to the opening because honestly, as a kid, that's what scared me. Yeah, yeah buddy. Go with that. Go with that. Like man. that's like that's what scared the shit out of me. Because the initial zombies and the yo, actual, like no, the, no, the that first one you. The guy yeah, hanging, right. like no, 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 that's what I'm talking about. The yeah, oh yeah, because him. that white-eyed effect the of chip, him, yeah, just, just, and the fact that it's so skinny and so strong, like, doesn't that fuck with your head? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, don't, <laughs> so no, don't apologize for it. That's your favorite scene. Oh you know, yeah, man. oh absolutely. You know that's cool that Bobby and I had the same reaction to this film when we were the same age. It's just fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, that had rib zombie whenever he first was revealed as well. Just that whole suspense building that up to that. This, yeah. this is one of the few films where I go from, oh shit, to, hey, hey, what's going on down there? <laughs> yeah, this, uh, dude, there was a lot of good, I mean, there was a lot of good scenes, like I said, the first half. Yeah, but, dude, you give me that whole third act of zombies running down hallways and corridors and just everything going to fuck now. Oh, yeah. Man. Solid. Um, opening scene, hook you in. Oh yes. Uh, if you, if was, by what do you what did you classify as the opening scene? Because it went from credits to this flying over shot of the base, and then there was a couple minutes of them just talking. Say so was that when they were at the beach? No. Um. I honestly don't remember, so I'm gonna have to say no. I call opening scene like that whole fucking thing with the. In the base. That's how I see it. That's how I remember. That wouldn't exactly be the opening scene, though, because that was after they set it up, the whole whole thing about him losing his card and his son had it. True. And that was, like, very, like, Beverly Hills 90210-ish for me, like, them hanging out there with their friends and shit. So that that didn't really pull me in, but the scene after in the base, definitely. Yeah, the scene after, definitely. I always forget about the very opening of this fucking movie. Yeah, it's, it's the, where they're because all sitting there. Because it's very forgettable. Then, it's very forgettable. So technically, no, no, it's not good. It does not pull you in. It does not pull you in. You know, and that's but, so at that point for Yuzna because he's used to having these crazy weird openings. I, I especially say, Reanimator for a movie that seems to basically kind of take place out in the middle of nowhere. In a matter of time, they are in civilization in like no time. Well, they were just outside Los Angeles, so... Yeah, yeah I know, but it looks so... It's like suburbia. You know, you know, just you know so when you think about it, uh, isn't society almost 90210 on a level? Yeah. Yeah. In a fucked up way? <laughs> no, yeah, you're you're more than right. With the feeling of that movie at times? Is it that, or is it more always sunny? Okay, fair enough. If it's always sunny, <laughs> I am Danny... I'm just saying, like, Yuzna has a style for those types of scenes, and right. it kind of fits. It definitely fit the uh, the California '90s vibe for sure. Looked like it too. All right. Um, I feel like you know if we really <laughs> need to do this. Do we question. need? To, do we need to? Just say it. What most attractive character? Really? Really? Julie. Hottest guy, car. hottest girl? Question? You mean? Uh, <laughs> Characters. Listen. Right. All I'm going to say is this: that showed up. That showed up. 
I'll die happy. I would have to say, if we're going to go with both, you got to go with the Romeo and the Juliet. No, nah, fuck like that. Santos, because Santos yeah? had that sweet ass mustache, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I was such actually a gonna, dick, dude. Like, I was actually going to go with, uh, was it Marco, the one that got bit? Oh, yeah. Oh. He was handsome. Oh, he, was handsome. he was very handsome. Yeah. Until he started foaming at the mouth, but yeah, right. I mean, they all get not so great when they're foaming at the mouth. What? It, what, what, what the fuck was his name? Mo. Fuck, I don't remember. Mo. No. It was I, okay. So what I thought she kept calling him was Moco, which is booger in Spanish. Okay. So I that thought that's be, what she that kept calling him. Maybe she was. was. Like, it could have been. Is his name yeah, Moco? Like Are they calling him it booger? Like, it could be like you know scuzz and trash. Yeah. Who knows? I'll accept it. All right. Did the score set the mood? No. I would say at for me. at parts of the movie, yes, not the whole way through. I found the score to be very lacking. I I I can't even say, tell you I, anything I, that stuck out about the score. Like there's exactly. really nothing memorable about about it. That's why my answer right. is no. It didn't stand out. It's yeah. I was gonna say I unfortunately there's nothing. Maybe during the like the action sequences there was ten yeah. Music, like, like, like that, that that's where the music really music. shined was during those. All right. So can we do best song? Was there even a song? Wasn't there? Really. No, there wasn't an ending song. Favorite right. character? Riverman. Riverman. Hands fucking down. Yeah, yeah. Riverman. Yeah. Pre pre Robo Riverman. Let me be yeah. smart. All right. So. Oh, yeah. so I, I'm just doing it because my people were represented in a whole movie. Go. So I'm going with Santos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. This sweet fucking hat. Sweet fucking he hat. He did have that okay. hat. I like so that hat. Here, here's the thing. He reminded me of my mom's father, my grandfather. Except my grandfather had a white stash. My grandfather would always wear those fucking hats. Lice. Yes. So he looked very much like my grandfather, just <laughs> young, you know? So, right. like I said, my people got representation in a horror film, and I love that shit. There you go. I, I will say, I do love those hats. <laughs> yeah, I can never pull that shit out. I know uh, everybody's getting for Christmas now. Oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Was it scary? Well, TJ and Bobby said when they were kids, it was terrifying. As yeah, a kid, as, as, a, as kid, a kid, yes. yes. I, kid. Because I still find I it effective. It, even when I watched it when I was twelve, it—I mean, I'm a preteen. It—it—it it, it scared me. I could see that opening zombie scene definitely kind of fucking with you a little bit. I, I would. Oh yeah. I would. I still find it scared, but obviously now as an adult, it's effective. You have an appreciation but, for it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. certain scenes could take you out of it, but could then immediately bring you back. It depends on yes. how you like it. Yeah. How do you like it? How does it hold up today? Wonderful. That's a legacy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it holds up wonderful. I could definitely see where this could be a its own niche in the horror community. And I think, just, it, I think it is. Just uh, because yeah, of the body it, horror in it itself. Like and just, and zomb, Zombie Julie is... She's iconic. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, just her scene alone, like, just the body modification scene and everything. Like, that's just its own niche in itself. Oh, so I yeah. can definitely see... And on top of it, obviously, it's still a zombie film, so then you get your own, but... And, like you guys said, and I'd have to agree, man, it's better than the fucking second one, for sure. Oh, yeah. Second one it's just a different lies. flavor of a movie, you know what I'm saying, man? I mean, I love the first one, don't get me wrong. Like, and I like the first one probably still the best, but if you got rid of the second one and just had this and that... How could you, you not love that? 
There you mm. go. Not love Titties that. on the cover. <laughs> Wait, is that? Did you buy that from us? Uh, That's what we got. Steel City Cop. Nice. Yep. Right. Look at look at Santos right there. Look at Santos looking all sexy with the elongated. <laughs> hey, no, wait a minute, wait a That's not a bodysuit on that front cover, is it? Not on this. Which one. ones did you get? Because you got that. You got Maniac Cop. I got this, three. Maniac Cop. I got the original Return of the Living Dead. Ah, okay, okay, okay. yeah. No, I gotta hang my tremors on this. Um. All right. How was the acting? That's pretty it was good. good. For a zombie movie, it was really good. Yo, the main two fucking hits home. Mm-hmm. Steve, I'm going to even add on to that, not only for a zombies movie, but for a mid-90s zombie yep. movie that's its third in the series. Yep. That's some rough, like, territory, and we all know because we definitely trotted here. <laughs> I think if you've ever loved somebody, you can relate to this film. Yes, exactly. But going from part two and how just... Ugh, the acting was to this one. I mean, it's a, there's such a huge ju- step forward, and for that being the third film in in the series, it it, it worked really good. Yuzna has a very special way of capturing performances. It's not necessarily the most serious take, but it's the most understandable take. If that yeah makes sense, yeah right. Like it's the most you can interpret it. It's like it's the easiest right. to access. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it's just usually unprecedented that the third one in the series is, and I think that that's why you that it allows that unique type of humor to that you uh, go through as well. Is that way yeah. that the, the acting style is the way that Yuzna chooses his his films and writes his dialogue. Yeah, right. Because I mean, even though it's it's got the '90s cheese, it never necessarily felt like super campy. Scuba, uh, yes, I'm sir. sorry you have to run, but you have to cut up real quick. Go, I did like cinematography. It worked for what it needed to do. I mm-hmm. love the premise because you can't go wrong with Trioxin and zombies. Mm-hmm. I would reboot the series from this point and continue on Forget 4 and 5 because it was trash. Give me some more movies that occurred in this iteration of the film. Give Yuzna another run at it. Uh, and I give this a 3.9. Fair enough. I take a shot at guys. Cabra. Love you, Enjoy, guys. buddy. Love you. Love you. Take Catch you later, later, bud. Take care. All right, so three point nine. He is saved, ready to go. Okay, boom. All right, gentlemen. So acting, we're still acting, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it was good for definitely what we got. It wasn't yeah. too over the top. It was literally perfect for what everybody had to do. We've seen a lot right. worse, so that's all I'm going to say. Oh uh, yeah, when we know yeah, that. I, I would say it's above middle of the road. I don't think it's like. Oh yeah, I would. Oh yeah, I would. It's it's not. It's not shit. It's 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 really good, but not top tier. So cinematography, it was all right. Kind of basic for this one. Yeah. Okay. So cinematographer Jerry Lively did a lot of films that actually we've all watched and really enjoy. So he he also did Friday, Hellraiser three that we mentioned, but he also did uh, Children of the Corn three. Oh yeah. He did the Waxworks film. So I think that he does really good work. I think that he knows what to do with the money that he's given and is allowed. I think that he, with the small spaces that they have, you know, you you guys kept saying claustrophobic, claustrophobic. And I think that that's only because his cinematography allows it to feel claustrophobic. And it's just effective in that way because everything's framed in a, a very special way in order for everything to fit and all that action to fit in those small frames because yeah, you know super tight border. originally this would yeah. have been in 4.3 for vhs format so you got to think it was even more 
trimmed down at this than than what we're seeing now at one point. Oh, so yeah. Like there is definitely some nice uh some a very few small POV shots, which was kind of nice. Once again, with the zombie uh, face breaking up. That was a but nice just think of all the lighting and, on it, like, and, and all the oh, rigs yeah. that would have happened in the, the sewers and stuff in the, in the latter half. like Which it know. completely changed the lighting tone from in that mm-hmm. from that to the facility. The There's like three tonal shifts is. from oh, yeah. the opening oh, to the middle yeah. to the end. Oh, easily. Yeah. I think this was a beautifully photographed film. Just the cinematography wasn't over the top, but it yeah. still really gave us some very good visual and especially yeah. when it used lighting it created and created atmosphere. Yes. Shot, it the only shot did. that I didn't like was the very, very opening shot uh, above the, the, the compound or whatever, because you can clearly see it was filmed from a helicopter. You can yeah. see the camera shaking. Helicopter. That kind of took me. Yeah, that only shot. works well in Rest Romero films, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> because, it's to, because it's supposed fair, to look like it's fair. shot from a helicopter. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, good point. All right, gentlemen, uh, did you enjoy the premise? Yeah, absolutely. Romeo and Juliet was, with yeah. zombies and military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fact that they burned, <laughs> and then the fact yeah. that they burned, they burned themselves together at the end. I, I actually feel that's poetic. quite sweet and poetic in a way. I got to give credit where credit's due. You're going to the third one, and you're not trying to follow the formula of a normal series like horror would try to do it itself. No. And pocket sand. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Dale! Get the hell off the computer. No, the premise was good. Like I said, love stories my aren't necessarily my bag, so that wasn't the biggest sell on this. But man, when the yeah. shit starts hitting the wall, it's a fucking full-on zombie movie, dude. So it's great. <laughs> so let's uh, do our quadruple R's here: recycle, rewind, remake, or reboot. Can I can I fuck with you guys real quick? Can I entertain you? Sure. Entertain us. Okay, so, so Zack Snyder's like the guy right now for like zombies, right? So let me let, let me follow. So I'm gonna take what Steve said earlier, and I'm gonna take it to another level. I'm actually listening to the Dead Sweet music right now from uh, Day of the Dead, so I'm not on a fucking roll. What if you take this movie and you mix it with like the the of the the premise that uh, Zack Snyder has going on right now with his films, and you take this big titted broad zombie lady and you make her like the leader of these zombies and make like a TV series out of it. Okay. So these two fall in love. She gets, he uses gas to bring her back, but it makes like some sort of like super witch zombie who then controls all the other zombies. So throughout the series, she's going after him and he's trying to survive as the zombie outbreaks going on in LA and she's hunting him because she's like this coherent zombie God and he has to survive this. And then at the end, they he finally has to kill her. Like this totally could fucking happen. And like, if anybody's gonna do it, fucking Zack Snyder, do it, baby. See, Return I was of the Living Dead, going, the series. I was almost kind of going a different route in my head where I thought I was gonna go with it, to where it was gonna be. I know Chad Daddy at least is watching, but in the What If episode where there was uh the, the Marvel zombies, I thought it was gonna kind of go where like he was gonna watch over her and he was actually gonna start feeding her people just to keep her going. Because he loved her so fucking much, you I, I would ag- like, I would agree with that because I thought I did think the same thing. I'm like, ah, no, that he loves would be her cool. If the world wouldn't have gone, it wouldn't have been going to shit. Also, at the same time, because of a zombie outbreak, right? Hmm. Well, like, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, yeah. So hypothetically, have, if they got, she it would contained. have to eat the entire body for it not to like reproduce any other kind. Yeah, because that's the whole issue of it. Well, sometimes you got to feed somebody a slab of beef. 
right? <laughs> it's not like it's Slither where it's like it's just a pile of mass and you just throw it in there and you're like, all right. Oh, so it become that like that one movie where fuck, Zobri Plaza's in it, and then she becomes a zombie and the boyfriend just like fucking feeds her and like oh and like oh, oh, oh yeah oh, oh shit yeah so, uh, yeah. He like, he like ties like some like a kitchen appliance to her back so he can't chase her and shit. Like she, she can't chase him. All I'm thinking of is there was and they end up having a zombie ah, baby. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. The only, I don't know why, but for some reason, Deadly Friend comes to mind, but I know it's no, obviously no, not. No, that's the robot a, movie. Yeah. It's not it's not zombies, movie. is it? No, Aubrey Plaza's in it. All right. Aubrey Plaza's zombie movie. Just type it in. That's who I am right now. Life After Beth? Yeah. That's it. Never heard of it. <laughs> you gotta go watch it, Dookie. It's, it's the whole I am, said. because I absolutely <laughs> love Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, there's a really oh, fucking yeah. funny scene that they, like, put her in the fucking attic, and they're like, what the hell is she doing? And she just, like, starts to take mud and, like, make, like, a zombie hole. Like, she's in the dirt still in the fucking attic. I mean, listen, <laughs> I have an open list for year four of filling things in. So can easily be <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll we got we got lots. Alrighty. Uh so we were on the quadruple R stuff. Oh, uh, yes, we are. I would rewind, but I agree with what uh Scuba said. Reboot the series after this and get rid of that sh- those shit two movies we got. I and keep and keep it and keep it dark like this one. Maybe I, go I just a say, little darker, actually. I would just say rewind. Yeah, I think it's way too too late to make a follow up to this movie. Never. I mean, we're talking like almost thirty years. So, so as we have Ghostbusters coming out, yeah. yeah. As, <laughs> as we got Bill and Ted three, as we got Halloween Kills, as we oh, got this, 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 as we got Candyman, as we've got yeah, never as saw Bill and Ted three, we so. got Chainsaw three D, we got a whole bunch. Yeah, it's totally good. They make yeah. more money off of those I, uh, IP reboots than they do OG content. So we're going to okay. keep saying it until that dies. Big Johnny D. They 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 changed the Bill and Ted movies so that now instead of Bill and Ted themselves being the ones that create this music that unites the world, it's their fucking daughters. Completely contradicts the first two movies. But the second one, they literally went and got their own song. Like it was true, Steve. Trioxin doesn't expire. All oh, you have to do man. is have one of those barrels rock up somewhere. I mean, that's literally every other movie after this is a barrel rocks up somewhere. A barrel See, at a rave. A barrel at a I've fucking never, I've, I haven't seen the fourth or fifth one, so I can't say uh, any points on that. Yeah. I would probably just say rewind it. I mean, maybe you could remake it, but I don't know. It definitely would have a different flavor if you tried it. I don't think I mean, it would I work, to be honest with you. Hey, let's see. how no. How's that Day of the Dead series going? I haven't uh, watched it. We're like three, yeah. three episodes in. I'll have to fucking suss that. It look, it, from what I've seen, it looks too... Slapsticky at that point. So mm-hmm. I, really? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, how slapsticky? Like, old school Romero slapsticky or just like actual slapstick? Kind of zombie landish. Huh. Which I love zombie land. Which I, I was say, I love zombie land, but that's a way but, different uh, premise. Yeah. Because it has to be that cast. I can't see zombie land. Yeah. Running, especially without Woody Harrelson. Right. And I'm going to go with Brody. Uh, Scarecrow Zombies. Just <laughs> Scarecrow's 1988. That's right. That's a great coming, movie. Coming to LCE soon. Yep. 
<laughs> boom, boom, boom. I'm excited for that one. All right, gentlemen. Let's fucking rate this bitch. Scuba Steve started off with a 3.9. 4.25. Man. 4.25. All right. Hey, Daddy. I'll give it an even four. Bobby? I'll give her a 4.1. And I'm going to give it a 3.3. Brody, if your dick's hard and we don't see it, it doesn't count. See that? <laughs> S- says the guy that blacked out his crotch in the la- latest uh, Halloween photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's fair for us. Whatever. Keep hey, hiding hey, the hog, hey, Bob. Hey, Keep hey, hiding hey, the fucking hey, hog, Bob. It wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> Ooh. All right. That's so, for Patreon. <laughs> all right. That, with all this bullshit done with, our rating is 3.94. Return nice. of the Living Dead 3. I think that's actually nice. very fair for this. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty fucking spot on. Chad Daddy. Oh, works out. We'll be Yo. covering next week, buddy. Next week is the modern classic Hatchet 2. Yeah! Uh, I don't even have to watch Hatchet 2. I don't have to watch it at all. Another Adam, Adam Green film? Is that his name? That's yes. it. It's been a minute since I watched it. He's a. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this, it. So. The second one was the one with the sander, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Didn't he just do a podcast? No, with Adam well, the, Marcus? the oh, sander. No. no, that was the first one, wasn't it? Well, that's was that the sander, the belt sander. Yeah, it's, in, it's, in both, it's in both. It's in both versions. <laughs> it's in both movies. The second one is the chicken fuck. Yes. Oh yeah. The second one. The second one is also the big fucking chainsaw to the. Doesn't crime. Tony tie Tony Todd oh, yeah. die in the second one? Yes. Yes. I do. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do remember the double, the the double dick chainsaw, but nothing still beats the dude getting beheaded from fucking behind and doing the chicken thrust, man. Like, <laughs> and then the squirt on the back. Best, <laughs> I'm calling it right now. Best fucking <laughs> right now. I love that I don't, Oh god, I uh, I get. Oh god, I gotta make sure the kids do not happen to walk out. Right? Oh god, <laughs> no. Friendly no, no, no. any fucking means. Jesus. Oh my goodness. Alright, so next week we'll be Hatchet 2. Catch us for that shit. Alright, gentlemen. Our last segment, Nerd News. Has anybody got anything? Oh. <laughs> I don't really, aside from, you know, I know. Like, it's kind of been cool. a blank week, it's, dude. Yeah, it's it, it has. Uh, uh, I think the only thing in fig, uh, well, not really nerd news, but uh, the new Toonie Terrors, uh, Elvira, the Miner, the Fog, and Reanimator are out. I mean, okay. I thought that's probably big well, I, news. I gotta but get that miner. I have to get the miner. I, I got. Oh, I, I did snag the miner and Alvira because I figured those two were gonna go quicker than the other two. Nice. So uh, nothing really on my end. Too much nerd. I as will well. have to say that the Severn Films Pop Up Festival happened recently, and through that, that a couple of announcements were made for their. Uh, I want to say their Black Friday sale, including Night of the Demon. Uh, let's see what other films was announced. Also, an announcement was made about the Dog Soldiers 4K, John, that it is back on yeah. track after being delayed for a little short time and expect a release next year. So we're getting a, a, a fucking 4K of that. Uh, you can now watch on VOD Woodlands Dark and the Days Bewitched, a history of folk horror documentary. Uh, that is also available on the Severn Films folk horror box set, which is still available on severnfilms.com. That was a huge fucking one you sent us, right? Yes. Yeah. Some other films. It looks like I Miss You, Hugs and Kisses from 1978 was also featured on the Cinematic Void Severn trailer. 
Uh, Hard Rock Zombies and Caligula were also featured. Uh, House on the Edge of the Park was featured. Black Demons was featured, I believe. Uh, The Halfway House was featured. And then a film called Ballad in Blood. Ooh, damn. Uh, Into Terlarang? I can't. Uh, The Forbidden Door. (laughs) Okay. Look, Chad, they're getting a novelization of Night of the Demons as well. That Caligula, is that uh, the one with, um, not Roddy McDowell, um... No, it's a different one. I think this is an Italian version of Caligula. Oh, okay, so it's not... Malcolm McDowell, that's it. No, David Kane has on the list. Yeah. Hmm. Un film de David Hills. As I say, dude, if it's Italian, then it's going to be nice and sleazy. Five? Oh my god. Also, announced. Dario Argento's comedy film, The Five Days in Milan, is getting a fucking release from Severn Films. His one fucking comedy movie is getting a goddamn release. That'll be interesting. Nice. So I can't wait to add that to the collection. They also announced Trauma, but Vinegar Syndrome's doing that. Okay. But for any of you Argento completionists like myself, it's definitely a key piece of film to have in your collection. Huh. It's cool. Severn's really going all out this year with their releases, and I hope Vinegar Syndrome does as well whenever their Black Friday si- sale hits, which we're about three weeks away from now. Uh, yeah. So, I will say on video game front, I don't know if you guys have uh, been looking for anything new dropping, but there is a new uh, Dark Souls kind of clone coming out. I heard about that. It's called Lies out. of P, and it's actually based off Pinocchio. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it looks kind of interesting. I am terrible at Dark Souls games myself. I am just, they are fucking relentless. And if anybody's ever touched them. Have you, have you guys tried the new, have you guys tried the new Mario Party game on the Switch? I am not. That's like the only Mario games I'm never into are the Mario Party games. I got to be honest. Fun. It, it's, it's fun for me and the kids. Me and Scott I, and the kids. We have, I have it. Nice. That's a good Oh, the Donkey Kong. I I do have Mar- like, we have the first Mario Party that came out on the Switch. We were just playing it the other day, but I just I don't know, man. I don't have the attention span for the like it's it's like um, RPGs, dude. Like turn based, I just can't do. I it. recently been playing Dar- uh, Rise of the Dark Spark Transformers, and then I also got That's a em- good game. I got Emperor Battle for Dune, which is an RTS game from two thousand one, and I've been playing that. I could turn it up all the way, and it looks fucking awesome. So, see, I have been. You- uh, did you ever play Dune, blood. the Battle for Arrakis? Well, was that Dune 2? I think. Okay. I've seen the gameplay of it. Somebody remade it recently. Ooh, really? Nice. Yeah. It's so all like a- fucking modern graphics. It's pretty It's pretty tits, man. I'll have to look at that because I love yeah. that game. I'm a little out of touch with the video games. It's been a while since I don't have a system right now. No, that and of course, uh, rocking that new Phasmophobia update too. So. Yes, they added voodoo dolls today. Ooh, yeah, I saw that in the chat. Yeah. That looks I, I put nice. it in the chat. Yeah, I didn't, it's a voodoo doll I update. I was busy at work today. Unfortunately, I didn't really get to look at the chat too much. That's awesome, because I was playing a little bit this weekend. Fucking got racked, dude. Like The new ones time. are so hard, so hard. Dude, they're so... And especially if you put them up on difficulties where, like, you know, you just go in and shit's already going right from yeah. the You can't set up anything. It's just... It all, it's all luck of the draw now with these new zombies. Have you encountered the twins yet? Yeah, they're fucking yeah. assholes, dude. <laughs> I got them in the... Uh... Oh, speaking of which, I know how to open the cabin now at the fucking... Uh... Yeah, where's the key? At... 
It's right under the doormat at the door. What? Yeah. <laughs> what it's the right fuck? Fucking there, dude. Like, Are you face. fucking kidding me? I was so pissed, dude, when we found out. I was like, Cody and I searched for a good ten minutes around Bro, that goddamn campground. Easily. Like, and I did it a couple times when the wife and I were yeah. like, where the fuck is this goddamn? I'm opening up all the tents, looking fucking everywhere. I'm like, I can't find this key. It's got to spawn different spots. Nope, the wife just cheated and looked it up. She's like, it's under the door, man. God fucking damn it. <laughs> it's in the one that's spot the, you don't think to look. Yeah, that's the most obvious spot. That's funny. I know, but that's why I didn't <laughs> think. To, I don't know. I was like, oh, it'll probably spawn on a table from fucking where. Blah, 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 Have I blah, talked blah. about the Starship Troopers game? Uh, on the show? The demo came out, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we did. That. I think we mentioned it before. How is it? I haven't tried it. That's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. definitely definitely worth the download. You get three full missions out of it. Uh, March, I think it said. It's, it's oh, dropping. Nice. It's really cool. It's like Halo Wars. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. and I did talk about that. Yeah. No? It's pretty good. Um, it has a little yeah, different man. dynamics to make it more military, more strategic with your movements. Uh, there's definitely like levels of play within the, the game. So like you have to move your characters to different heights. To shoot over one another or they won't fire. You have to move characters in a certain pattern and stuff. It's definitely being like legit military combat stuff at, at times. These bugs are ruthless. Nice. Hmm. Oh, so while we're still kind of speaking of video games, I don't know if you guys did see, but Nintendo, um, because they've gotten so much backlash on the whole like switch online and like what they're doing mm-hmm. for prices, they're still the price on price. Yeah, they're continually trying to fix it and make it better because they pissed off a lot of people with that fucking price point. <laughs> it's not just the price point. I guess the game emulation itself is pure shit from what I've been reading. Well, that and it's like, dude, don't make people pay for something. Okay, so like you paid for it and they're like, but you get the new Animal Crossing DLC. Well, I don't fucking play Animal Crossing, so I don't give a shit. Don't charge me for it. Give us three free games every year. Well, every month. My wife were just talking about this before I came back here to do this. Because I'm thinking about the kids, they both like to play Fortnite at the same time. They want to play at the same time. And the only real way to do that is on two separate accounts. You can't do two, you can't do the family plan and have them both playing Fortnite at the same time. Yes, it's not easy to do. You really have to trick the system. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to get my own goddamn account and download it on one of the other Switch consoles Mm -hmm. and then they can play at the same time. And it's only like 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, you know, how much for the fucking Nintendo 64 version, which... Hmm. So, you know how you can get through that on the family plan? How? Is you have to... And it might be... And I don't even think it's an age restriction, but essentially you have to make each Switch one person's own, like, that's their yeah. own home. And yeah, then and you have to... Yeah. yeah, you have to have one as the main profile was your switch. primary and then you got to have a yeah, secondary yeah. right yeah it, it's 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 a it sounds like it's going to be a real hassle we, we made it it, we made all our lights like that and then our home console the secondary because that way any downloadable games that you own you can play in airplane mode any of the time if you don't own it and you mm-hmm. even in airplane mode it still won't let you fucking play it that's why you got to make it your primary console so hence yeah. that's why you yeah um it is kind of it's it's stupid. It's not terrible, but I wish it was better. Like I feel yeah, like that Nintendo, Nintendo really should make it better for, so, for for them being such a family oriented business. It Indeed. should be easier. It should be a much easier way than that. 
That's why right. I said, screw it. I'll just do my own and put it on, you know, the switch that we have or whatever. And speaking of streaming, dude, I was just kind of dabbling into Amazon Prime game streaming. And I'm interested to see, like, what is that? Did, did you explore it much? No, I believe, like, I'm, ju- I'm, I want to look into it because I don't know, I don't know how it's going to work for consoles. Like, obviously, I have PC and I'm going to probably play on that. But, like, if you have something like Xbox where they have Xbox Live and they have their own Game Pass, are they going to allow X- Amazon Prime game streaming on some, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how that's going to work. Is it only going to be for PC? I would assume. Cause like, why would PlayStation allow that? PlayStation has their own shit. You know what I mean? Like they have their own streaming service and so does the Switch. So I can't see, I can't see it working on Sony just basically just based off the knowledge that Sony wouldn't allow different pay TV service apps on right. their system while they had the, what was it, PlayStation View or whatever? While that was still and active. Xbox did a few of them too. Like they were a little bit more lenient, but. So what from what I'm seeing though is it's still free in Amazon Prime. So if you have Prime, you got it regardless. Mm-hmm. And I think they dropped nine new game or not new. Brody pointed in the right games direction. Per week and uh or nine games per month. Something like that. So they just mm-hmm. dropped like two uh Tomb Raider and I think like Dragon Age and some shit like that. Now is that included so, with the Prime membership or does it cost a little bit extra? Nope. It's included, it's included nice. in Prime membership. So that is kind of the sweet part of that deal. So if you already have Prime, which I can assume ninety five percent of us probably fucking do, uh-huh. you have that. So nice, yeah. Okay. And uh, Brody, well, uh, for your audio listeners out there, Brody uh, mentioned Alex Vincent is looking for a producer for his new podcast about the Chucky franchise. Point him in the direction. Project Louder's always looking. I have about seventy Absolutely. episodes of uh, me covering a, the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. So yeah. We are open. Alrighty. Well, gentlemen, I would say that's probably uh, that's probably about it then, unless you guys got any more nerdy things to talk about. Not nope. at the present time, no. Alrighty. So, uh, as always, I'm the Fluffmaster Supreme. Thank you for joining us, Gorehounds. This is Pod Boss TJ Bowser. See you later. This is your Chad Daddy, the Dark Knowledge, Dark Master of Knowledge, saying, <laughs> "See you next week, bitches." I've been fucking up all day. What's that? It's been a fuck up day. And this is your uh, killing machine hog boss, Poppy Amon, saying we'll see you next week, boys. Hog boss. Love it. Hey, fresh cheese bags.